You're listening to All Things Video, a podcast dedicated to uncovering the past and charting the future of the online video ecosystem. This episode is brought to you by Media Kicks, the leading influencer marketing agency. Media Kicks connects the world's top brands with engaged audiences through social media influencers. Their campaigns drive brand awareness, audience engagement, and product sales for top brands like Nordstrom, Blue Apron, David Yurman, Hallmark, and more. Visit MediaKicks.com to get started with your influencer campaign today. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today's guest is Artur Filipovich, the head of video production at MediaCraft Polska. Exactly. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. So we're coming to you live from uh, MediaCraft headquarters here in Warsaw. I uh, got to pop up for the day during a, a recent trip to Krakow, but getting to experience a little bit more of Warsaw, and I've had some good local tour guides. So like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a beautiful, warm day, so getting to see a little bit more of the city than I have in the past when it's been nice and cold outside. Yeah, we have actually a nice summer and very cold winter, uh-huh. so you can experience everything in Poland. There we go. Well, thanks for making time to be on the show. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about how you found your way into the online video space. Uh, so uh, it all began with a contest, actually. I was in high school, and there was a contest to win a video camera. I thought, like, why not? Maybe I'll try. And I won a camera. I wanted to sell it at the beginning. And it turned out, like, making a lightsaber from Star Wars was not that hard. And I fell in. I fell in love, and I started making online videos. I was getting better and better. And by the time I was finishing high school, I already got a chance to work with uh, TV. I got, went on the internship. And turned out, I tried to go into film school, but turned out, like, Every year I was getting better at online video, not the classic old school type. The fact that I had to do everything, the fact that I had to do montage, editing, filming, recording, being in front of the camera made me like a small factory. And turned out that it was becoming at that time something you can make business out of. Because of course, it's still a new thing. And before that, I only thought like... Okay, if I want to make it into video, into movies, I had to go only and only into traditional media. Turned out, by the time I was like learning my skills, I could already find job in uh, media, in new media. So it was almost kind of destined to be if you were you were awarded this camera as a result of the contest, and then you were really self-taught and attracted more to short form or digital video rather than the traditional video formats. Yeah, I would say so, especially that in Poland, especially, there is not there is not a huge chance that you can make something more creative. And by that, I mean, there's not a chance you can make a fantasy movie or science fiction movie, but there's a niche you can do uh, with short films. So I was putting the stuff I was doing on YouTube and I found a huge audience. So there was a situation on film school exams when I shown my movie and uh, one of the professors is asking like, okay... I don't get it. Who's going to watch it? Is it for young people, for older people? I don't know. I, I don't see anyone who want to watch it. And I told like, but it has 80,000 views on YouTube. And then I hear all of this like uh, noises in the uh, audience talking like 80,000, 80,000, really? And then I, I, I knew that, okay, that's like, that, that's the way you get to people. It's not, you have to go to film festival. You can just put it on YouTube. If you're lucky enough and you know how to do it, you will find your audience. Yeah. So how has online video changed since those early days when you were experimenting and being a creator on YouTube to today? 
So I'm really sad that when I was uh, getting into that, I was into short forms only. And it took me, for example, half a year to do something or one year. Because at that time, like people who started with regular series at that time are big stars now. So that was the time when uh, with a little bit of creativity and something uh, new for the audience, you could really make a change and like write your name in the history of online media. I think now that it's much more corporate, it's much more organized because before that, when people started to earn money on YouTube, they were still going to newspapers with like, look, this guy is earning money on online video. It's like such a new thing. And right now I think it's normal. I still get some questions like, oh, are you making a living out of online video? But I think it's only from the older people or people who don't really know how it works. But young kids, for example, this is crazy in Poland. Like we don't really have young adult stars and that's where the YouTubers come from. How do you think the Polish media market differs from say other parts of Europe or maybe North America? I think we are definitely uh, getting a lot of inspirations from uh, other parts of the world, especially that sometimes you see a channel that's getting popular abroad and two, three months and you see a very similar channel in Poland. Doesn't mean people steal ideas. They mostly put their own style on that. But every time you see something gets popular, there will be a Polish version of that probably. And about differentiations, our problem, the biggest problem with YouTube, for example, is the CPM. Uh, because to really make a living out of just CPM, almost impossible. You need to get campaigns. And because you need to make campaigns, many of the channels that would have that have a big audience, but are in the niche. So the channel could be, let's say, about board games. But the biggest channel about board games, I, I'm giving an example that maybe doesn't exist. But if he doesn't have campaigns... He can't do it. And of course, in English or with bigger CPMs, that could work. So how did you find your way to MediaCraft? So it all started with uh, Ryan Sokash. I was working on a, a project called Tosie Wytnie. I could translate it to you can cut it or make a cut. That was something that was kind of like YouTube before YouTube in Poland. It was a project uh, from a company called Virtualna Polska, Virtual Poland, and They had their own web shows just for their platform. They were going for YouTube later. And I was making for this kind of platform interviews with foreigners. And I met Ryan Sokash, uh, who is my boss now. And we started to make an interview. And later, my boss at that time had this idea to make a channel uh, or a series with a foreigner pretending he doesn't speak Polish and asking like someone who doesn't know anything about Poland talking with celebrities. So we had the show when he was interviewing Polish celebrities about strange things that didn't make sense. And they tried to answer in English, but of course they didn't know the language well, so they were getting lost. So after that, I left this company. I'm going back to Poland and Ryan needed some animations because at that time I was working mostly with animations. And I made one, second one, third one, fourth one. And I'm asking like, oh, maybe you need more. And he's like, wait, are you looking for a job? And I was exactly, that's... That's perfect. So that's how it began. We started with animations. Right now it changed from hosting a show also. And right now I'm a, a head of production. And because I worked on many, many different channels, I right now coordinate all of that. And it sounds like you're working on original productions for the MediaCraft brands, but also you're working on campaigns for advertisers. Exactly. We build channels from scratch. And when there is a chance, we 
work with campaigns. We make campaigns. We work with advertisers. And it sounds like you've had a lot of adventures along the way in your video production career. You mentioned uh, before we started recording, you spent some time in Egypt and other parts of the Middle East. So tell us a little bit more about that experience. So with Middle East and video in general, uh, I have two experiences. So before I started to work in MediaCraft, there was this student project that Egypt is safe now. And you can go there, make videos, go to video workshops, make photos and show that everything is fine now. Turned out nothing was fine. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so three times I tried to take out my camera and three times I was almost robbed. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so that ended, ended up ca- kind of quickly. Were you in Cairo? <laughs> in Alexandria and Cairo. Okay. Yeah. And what, what type of uh, productions were you doing at the time? So I was supposed to show touristic spots in a nice light to show uh, that you can be a normal tourist uh, there. But turned out, for example, when I was going to Pyramids, Everyone was recommending, like, take a guide with a car. Take a guide with a car. And I, I was actually seeing pyramids from my hotel. So I was like, okay, maybe I can walk on foot. But okay, let's do it. I will take guide with the car. So we are going with this car. And someone tries to stop us. And the guy is coming further. Nothing, nothing bad happened. Another guy tries to stop us. He didn't pay attention, going further. And then five guys jump around our car, starts to push it. Wow. My guide is screaming something. He's starting the car. The guys fell out of the car and are asking, like, did they try to kill me or rob me? It's like, no, they just wanted you to ride a camel. Because that's how bad the tourism was at that time. No uh. one wanted to go. So they would force you with almost punches, ride a camel, because they need the money. But yeah, like this project. Jeez. But our second experience was very interesting. I went with Ryan uh, to Qatar. Mm-hmm. And we were making workshops about social media and YouTube and making videos online. That was an amazing experience. We talked with young Qataris who wanted to have their own channels. And despite the fact that it's so far and the culture is so different, the ideas were the same and the passion was the same. But after the main event, we also had a chance to talk with people who are deaf. And it was amazing because it was a small school. It was mostly women. And we had translation from English to Arabic and from Arabic to sign language. So we had to speak very slow so the translation could flow. But at the end, we had questions. And also, it was the same. Like, people really, I could say, listen. They were really listening to us. And even someone's told that you have to look at their eyes. If they're looking at sign language, that means they listen to you. And, like, they ask about, for example, subtitles, something you don't really think about. But turned out that if you don't hear, that's how you watch. And that makes you really think about how many people you can reach from different parts of the world and different backgrounds. Sure. So what was the outcome of these workshops that you did in Qatar? I'm still getting some uh, messages on Instagram or YouTube about the videos like the uh, participants are doing. They're asking like, what well, is it fine? Is it good? So That's awesome. Yeah, I think we really like made them think about how to go further because many people are getting stuck in this question like, okay, I like this as a hobby. I want to make something more. And I think giving this chance and opportunity that people can get to know, okay, I can make this a living. That's really a game changer for most of them. Yeah. So as a creator yourself, what is the best advice you could give someone who's starting out and wants to make this a professional career? I would give an advice that I heard somewhere before, and that's there are two ways to make films. One is to be slow and really think everything over and get an approach of be prepared for everything. But I would say, and that's what Samurai me from Evil Dead and for Spider-Man movie said, is he said, like, film as much as you can. You will make mistakes. It's not maybe going to be the best. But 
because you make mistakes, you learn. And I would say, like, if I look in the past, the films I made, maybe they're not the best, but I know what mistakes I made and I know how much I went further. Yeah, that's good advice. What are your predictions for the future of the online video ecosystem? I still think that TV is not going to die. Many people said this in the past that the TV days are gone, but especially I think in this part of Europe, uh, still the money the TV has and the amount of older generation that's watching TV is too strong. But I think more and more VOD platforms like Netflix are going to be made and are going to make more money. As for the creators, I think it's going to be harder for the newcomers. That's for sure. Because like a few years ago, as I said, it was so easy to be on top. Right now, with so many channels, with so many channels being in this top 100 videos, for example. It's very competitive. It's very competitive. And you really need to make something good. Because in the past, the fact that you had funny videos someone made was like, oh, wow, it's made by the guy from high school. Right now, there's plenty. Of, there are plenty of videos from high schoolers. And if yours is not good enough, then you don't have a chance. Also, in the past, I think it was much easier with making videos that maybe didn't have a nice thumbnail, description, title. Right now, people can make a good video, but if they don't care about other things or promoting that, that's not going to work. Yeah, I think you're right about the fact, number one, you mentioned that premium content like we see on traditional television is going to stick around and maybe that's going to evolve and the people who are producing it, whether it's Netflix or Amazon, might shift and we might view that in different ways or on different devices. But there's going to be a place for long form, great premium viewing experiences. Even longer than usual because like TV shows are actually longer movies right now. Yeah, kind of moving towards the miniseries format. And then you're right with short form video that newer creators need to find other ways to stand out, whether that's different quality of content or finding other platforms that unlike YouTube, which is very mature, or Facebook, which is hard to break out, but looking at Musical.ly or Snapchat, Instagram as a way to build audience quickly and then perhaps transition to other platforms. Yeah, or being just lucky because that's always the thing that can happen. True, luck does play a big part in the, the having, equation. Having this one video and you can make like one, one year of working in a few days. So tell us a little bit more about the original productions that you do here at MediaCraft and some of the factors or, or ingredients for success. So we are right now making 10 formats. Uh, we made more, but some of them were canceled. So what we do is we look for people with potential and then we try to work on this potential because many people, for example, are talented. But as we said, it's not so easy to get money on YouTube. So we want to invest in them to make them work easier and really show their full potential. So, for example, we are working with uh, Grzegorz Barański. His nickname is Dakan. And we also worked in this company before. And when it was closed, he, he wasn't doing a lot of online video. I felt like he's a great script writer and the person with years of experience working in online video. And that doesn't happen often, especially a few years ago. Uh, so we said, like, listen, we can get you a cast. You're, you're a script writer. We'll get you a cameraman. And we are making a comedy series. So especially that sketches are always, there's always potential for that. That's one thing that's not going to end ever because there's always something you can make a parody of. So we made this crew. Everyone is different. Everyone has their own special uh, things that characterize them. And yeah, with his scripts, he already made, I think, like more than a few hundred scripts. And it was one of the biggest entertainment channel in Poland this month. So that's one of the channels. The other one we are creating, and I'm actually the host of that, 
that's typical top 10 channel with facts, interesting facts and this kind of things. Uh, that was at the moment there was no channel like that in Poland at all. Right now there's like 10. So we could make even top 10, top 10 channels. <laughs> but that was the moment. And that, that's, I think, what we talked about before, that the trends are coming in from abroad. Like there were plenty of channels like that. And we, we were the first one. Right now it would be much harder to start something like that. We also tried with some niche channels. And we are still thinking how to do it so it can develop more than a niche. That's cinema channel and history channel. Of course, cinema channel is a similar story. There was lack of that. And who doesn't want to know if the movie is good or bad? And about history channel, it's interesting because Polish people really love history. And we have plenty of people doing re- reenactment. So if you want to have some knights in the background riding on horses... We have that on our channel. We have people from like who teach history, teaching about that. So we always try to find a topic that haven't been touched, for example, or there's lack of, and we try to fill that niche with our own ideas. And we always try to find people who are like who have passion for the stuff we want to talk about. And is it predominantly Polish language, or are you doing some English language content as well? Actually, the top ten channel is a cooperation with English channel. So we the way we work is that. Part of the videos we are doing on our own. So we are making Polish for Polish audience. But part of the content we are doing is a localized version of the channel called All Time Tense. So these videos are made in English and in Polish. And that works well. Turns out that many Polish people speak English, but they prefer Polish version. Also, the way we localize is that every time there's a joke, of course, we try to make it for Polish audience. So they, they get it and we try to add our own things. We also try with Ryan's channel. It's called Cult America. It's made in English about Poland and neighbor countries mostly. And it's finding its own audience. Turns out a lot of audience also Polish so because they're curious about what a person from different country is thinking about their own country. So we try with that. The problem I think with making English language channel is that because we are based in Poland, because there is a huge, of course, time difference, we are mostly thinking about marketing in Poland to make some contacts abroad. You either have to fight with time difference and uh, or you have to go there. And of course, that's more problematic. And do you enjoy being more in front of the camera or behind the camera? I like doing both. I like doing both. I think if I would be only behind the camera, I wouldn't feel the scale. Maybe I would, but in a different way. The I remember before we started everything, that was like first half year of working in MediaCraft. We went to Germany because MediaCraft's also in Germany. And we saw their own stars with people around them. And I remember talking like, oh, it would be cool. So cool that if our people would be like that someday. And one year later, we go for event in Poland. And we have this huge group of people wanted to get an autograph, wanted to make a selfie. And then I felt like, okay, this really is something. What was the event called? That was some meetup. I don't remember which one was that. But we have we have plenty of uh, meetups with YouTube stars, like three or four organizers. That was amazing when you see these people offline, because the more numbers grow, the more you forget that there are real people behind it. And yeah. that's what matters in the first place. And the live events kind of foster that sense of community and allow people to connect and learn from one another. Yeah, also that really gives some motivation, I think, for everyone. For for fans to watch more and to interact more and for the creators to really like feel, okay, what I'm doing, it's really, it really matters. It's not just a number. If you were starting a business in the online video space today, 
what would you do? That's something really interesting. But from what I know, I would start with people who like online video in the first place and who know online video. Because I always say, for example, in online video, of course, we use a lot of memes and jokes that not many people know. And it's not something you can teach someone. I can take someone and say like, okay, you sit here now, watch this. This is, for example, I don't know, Peppa the Frog, or this is like emoticons, no, or emojis. You need to grow in that. You need to know it. And if someone doesn't know it, he can be good in business. He can take care of some parts of the business, that's for sure. But to really do it creatively, you really need to like be fan of that and do it because you like it and know it because you just know it. Sometimes I know stuff like that and I can't even answer where I learned it because I just saw it somewhere. So taking that knowledge and expertise of growing up and being such an immersed part of the online video space, if you were starting a company, what would be some of the things that you would be interested in doing? I think making, making content for people who have passion or have money and funds to do it but don't have the know-how, that's the best thing you can do because so many times I see agencies uh, trying to make YouTube channels for their clients but if you know how it works, you see how inexperienced they can be. You go on the main channel, maybe the videos are made with a lot of money and they look great. But as we talked about amateurs before, no description, no tax, no promotion of that channel. And you spend this huge amounts of money to make, for example, one video a month. Make something cheaper, create a lot of content, something that looks fine, that is fine, but make it good and not spend uh, all of the money just for the cinematic camera and video that no one will watch. Yeah, the distribution, the marketing behind it matter just as much as the production. Yeah, but to do that, you need to know how it works. Yeah. And if you find someone that doesn't know it from the, from scratch, it's really going to be hard to learn it. Where can people find out more about you and more about uh, the original productions you do here at MediaCraft? I think uh, the best would be going for MediaCraft website and looking at my channels. It's Topovadeha, the channel you can watch, you can hear my voice there watch some animations, and maybe soon on some workshops or something like that. I'm always happy to like talk about that because sharing experience is really important. Yeah, that's what I think this industry is all about. Yeah, and so many times you realize that this knowledge is not in the books yet. We are creating this world, and so many times I talk with people and we are realizing that, okay, it's maybe small thing, let's say a YouTube change or a YouTube update, but no one have a know-how for that. I couldn't agree more. In fact, that's one of the primary motivations for starting the podcast is that this industry changes so rapidly and that it's not always being recorded, right? A lot of this is just oral history that people understand. And so what we're doing is capturing those moments and trying to share it with more people. And as an example, I could say that even on YouTube certified program, there were some questions about the stuff that doesn't exist anymore. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> because they change it, but they didn't have time to change the That's certificate. That's right. Yeah. The video ecosystem changes so quickly that even YouTube can't always keep up to date. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Arthur, so much for being on the show. It's awesome to hear a little bit more about your background and experience and what's happening in Poland versus other parts of, say, Eastern Europe. And just awesome to get that perspective. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm James Creech, and this has been another edition of All Things Video. If you like what you hear, we hope you'll share and subscribe for new episodes. See you next time. Bye.